who who goes to the World Series? Like really, World Series? Is that what it's called? Series? If it's not played at AT and T Stadium and doesn't involve at least one team from East Texas, I'm not interested. Yeah, I mean, who cares? Your premium Texas high school football podcast from Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep in Tep and Step, Greg Tepper. And I am the Step, Matt Step. We are here once again for your week eight review, week nine Man, preview edition. the season is going by so fast. I mean, this is like officially, officially the back half of the season. Yeah. Because I, we're now, because there's 17 weeks in the season. This is week yeah. nine. This is the midpoint. Yeah. Yeah, it's and you know it's starting to get you know that time of year because I did I did playoff projections. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's when you know it's getting real. So the playoff projections are out, right? They are they are completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be up. They will be posted on TexasFootball.com later this week. Fantastic. Maybe it's a, we're posting the podcast on Tuesday. So I would imagine if they're not already posted by Wednesday, they'll be posted. Man. And since you're you're listening to this podcast, you will have access. You're a premium member. You're a, yes. you're an insider. We thank you for that. We love you. You're our favorite of, of the people who read our site. Um, don't tell them, but do tell them to subscribe so they can get yeah. this podcast in their life and see our playoff projections and get, and see, get the, the playoff projections. Because we we went through and we did we got the uh, tiebreakers for all the districts and we projected out where we think we even factored in tiebreakers, potential mm-hmm. tiebreakers. So. I think it's pretty detailed. I think it's excellent. I yeah. think it's really, really good. So, we're very excited about it. Week 8 of the Texas High School Football is behind us. Week 9 is ahead of us. But we must start, Matthew, Probably. as we always do. Copy Matthew. I'm in trouble. With Dave Campbell's Texas Football Fun Fact of the Week. All right. The Dave Campbell's Texas Football Fun Fact of the Week is, once again, we're going to get a little little statty. Going to do a little bit of stats. I'm trying to adjust these things so I can make sure I... I the number one thing is that I'm loud enough. That's of course, you have to be. You have to, sure. Your levels have to be good. Yeah. So, the Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week comes to us. A little statistical analysis here. All right. A little statistical analysis. Matt Stepp, there is only one team, one 11-man public. Actually, I, it includes private, too. Only one 11-man team averaging more than 60 points per game. Ooh. Who is, now, I'll tell you who it's not. I'll tell you who it's not. Stanford is having an outstanding year. They're they, only scored, aver- they scored 90 in one game. They're only averaging 50 points a game. Only. Groover, outstanding year, only averaging 54 points a game. That's, they're the number six team in this. Play. But who is the highest scoring team in the state? We talked about them out in the bullpen earlier while I was working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Liberty Hill. An excellent guess. Not the right one. Dang it. Liberty well, Hill. What are they averaging? Liberty Hill has scored 351 points in six games. They are averaging 58.5 points close. per game. Close. I was close. They're number three on this list. Okay. I'll tell you who number two is. All number right. two. Let me make sure I do my math because sometimes this gets a little wonky. Math is fun. 59.4 points per game the Mainville Mavericks are averaging. Okay. But the number one highest scoring team in the state, do you want one more guess? Mm. Give me Hutto. I'll stay in Austin. Hutto's not bad. They're averaging 54 points a game. Oh. The Dang it. highest scoring team in the state, San Antonio Wagner. Oh, yeah. They've been, they've been 
rolling they through people. They have scored 487 points in eight games. That is a cool 60-point-something-something something average. Uh, 60 points a game. State-ranked San Antonio Wagner. State-ranked. And if you listen to Tep and Step preseason, we said Wagner was probably going to be in the favorite in four, 5A Region 4 Division 1. Yeah. They're making us look smart. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think that they are... Um, I mean, now, you know, when you look at... Because 5A Division 1, Region 4, right? Mm-hmm. Aside from, you know, we were that's where we were starting to dream on some Valley teams, but I just don't think that one of them... At least not in that bracket. The, the, mm-hmm. the team that I'm most excited about is Vela, but they're going to run into Westlake yeah. in 6A Division 2. Yep. So... I don't know. They are. I, I think Wagner. You're, you're exactly right. It's Wagner or it's Veterans Memorial, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. Those yeah. are probably the two down there. Now we'll say if we look look at our we'll, little, little little tease, little tease, little tease of the playoff oh. projections. Mission Vets is in the. They they would not play Wagner. They w- if our projections are right, they would have to get past a solid Corpus Christi Miller team in the first round for sure. Second round. San Antonio Vets, mm-hmm. new school. Mm-hmm. I think Mission Vets could take that one. Yeah. Then round three, you got Corpus Christi Vets. They'd be an underdog. They'd be underdog. But I don't think they'd be a substantial underdog. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to win some games as underdogs anyway. Yeah. So that's not a terrible side of the bracket. No, it's not. The top half of the bracket's tougher because you got the two San Antonio powers, Wagner and Southwest. Yeah, they're gonna beat each. They're other. They're gonna play right? each other in the, in the semifinal probably. So yeah, just saying. So that is your Texas high school football. Fun fact of the week: little 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 Thunderbird, little uh, Thunderbird talking a little little possible playoff projection talk. So let's take a look at Week Eight, the week that was. And I made the point on Texas football today, today, Texas football today, 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 Monday, that this was an equal opportunity chaos weekend. Yeah. Uh, that pretty much, aside from two A, which was pretty chalky. Which is not necessarily a surprise. Now, two A generally, there's the, the biggest gap between the haves and the have-nots. We get it's, here, it's and it's usually about about like this. Yeah, there were only the only change in the two A rankings was uh, Grapeland. Mm-hmm. Grape, oh, but Grapeland beat love, uh, two ranked teams. Yeah, two ranked teams. Which, so you just yeah, flip flop. Exactly right. Yeah. That's all. That's, that's the only that's the only real change in the two A rankings. But every other every everywhere else, you had big stunners, including ones we literally did not see until like the day after, like Crosby's loss to Santa Fe. Yeah, that, that was, was a game that was so far off my radar because yeah. I was just like, okay, yeah, I saw that result and I was like, wow, I, yeah, I was. There's some tro- there's some trouble in Crosby right now. There's you know, some trouble, some financial trouble on the field. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a bad week in Crosby. It's a, a rough week. Yeah, a rough week in Crosby. I thought Klein Collins losing to Klein was yeah, it was a little weird. I mean. Klein Collins, they've been beating people, but they've been haven't been real just like blowing people away. Mm-hmm. So that that was a little concerning. They be, they they've been winning, but they just hadn't been the dominant team that we saw last year. So I'm I'm looking back over the games that we picked, and I took Childress and Canadian, which mm-hmm. was awesome. It turned out to be a great game. Turned out to be a terrific game. Now you wished you were there. I, did. I heard you lamenting on the show I Friday was. night. Uh, Side Falls and Jersey Village ended up being interesting, and give a lot of credit to JV. Yeah. Coming out with a big, coming out with a big win. Much deserved bye week this week for the Falcons. Oh yeah, they after back to back wins over Cyfair and Cyfalls, they have earned Take it. Take a week off. Um, I took Pleasanton and Bernie, which ended up being a bit of a no contest. Bernie, some I don't know, some some something fell apart with Pleasanton. That's three. Yeah. That's three, three losses in a, row. in a row. Yeah, they're in trouble. Tough. Uh, Giddings, Giddings and Belleville went to overtime. Yeah, that was an overtime game. Uh, that was an excellent game and um, kind of lived up to the hype. Uh, as uh, as Giddings uh, came away with a win in overtime, and then Shadow Creek and Friendswood, Shadow Creek, 
Proved it, man. Just week yeah. after week. Friendswood pushed them a little bit. Yeah, they did. But Shadow Creek showed. I just think going on the road and playing a blue blood like that's really, really impressive yeah. to me. You had Perilyn Strake Jesuit, which was marred by rain, but Perilyn uh, got down twenty-one nothing. Then I think proceeded to outscore Strake fifty to seven or something. Yeah, I mean they so, hit the Jets. Yeah, Perilyn that that was pretty impressive. I think they're for real, man. Yeah, and I know they're going to be in D one. I know they're just in that land of giants. So there in you know, D1 you know what first round matchup we have now? No, Perilyn versus Dickinson. <gasps> that, by the way, that that's my storyline. That Dickinson Clear Springs game is the craziest thing I've heard in a long time. That's unbelievable. If you didn't hear, this game was twenty-eight nothing in the fourth. Twenty-eight nothing, and Dick, uh, Clear Springs scored on the first play of the fourth quarter to make it twenty-eight-seven. Okay, so essentially twenty-eight-seven with the whole fourth quarter ahead of you. Let's Basically. just say, Clear Springs scores. Get, they get a stop. They get a score. They get a. Fumble recovery for a touchdown to pull within seven. They get a pick six to tie it. Yeah. Then they get a stop and they go down and score again. Yeah, they get, they, they score again and then they uh, get another interception in yep. the game. They, they, and the crazy part is Dickinson's quarterback, Mike Welch, had not thrown an interception all year. Oh, my gosh. But going into this game, he threw, I think, three or four in this game. So yeah. that, Clear Springs outscores Dickinson 35 to nothing in the fourth quarter. To win thirty five twenty eight, and now we get bonkers. And, and now their their receipt is that they get. Now you get Dickinson Pearland for because Dickinson and Clear Springs are both likely Division One. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jeez. Dickinson's going to be the number two seed, and they, they're going to have to go to the rig. You could have a nine and one Dickinson team playing a ten and zero Pearland team in round one. Believable. That will be a fun first round game. That will be something yeah. else. Um, all right, you took Lexington and Clifton. Great game. Great game. Great game. We talked to Coach Chuck Caniford on Texas football today. And, I mean, the Cubs are for real. They're for real, man. There's yeah. no denying it now. There's no denying it. And, by the way, you want to talk about ripple effects. We're getting Lexington Gunners second round yeah. now. That's going to be that, that's gonna be a fun Ooh, first. Boy. I'm kind, you said Waco might be the look. I'm hoping they move that. You know, Waxahachie. I can do that. Let's have that in Waxahachie. I'm, I'm, that. I might show up at Lumpkin Stadium for that one. Cedar Park and Hutto. Uh, I mean, uh, Hutto statement. Hutto, you did it. You you are. We we thought y'all would do it, uh-huh. and we we. And I appreciate them making me look smart. Yeah, they. That was that was. That nice. was Chase Griffin's the real deal. He's Man, really they impressive. Lit- you do not see. Basically, the last team. To, you know what the last team to beat the breaks off Cedar Park was? Manville it was Manville on their way to a title game. Yeah. So I don't know. Greenwood and Snyder turned out to be a pretty good one too. Greenwood impressive. Impressive. Yeah, that turned out to be. Yeah, I got lopsided. Mm-hmm. You know, Snyder just Greenwood. I was really to go to Snyder and beat. I mean, Snyder had their only loss was to Andrews. Yeah, and Greenwood went there and just blasted them. So Greenwood's got the inside track to that district title. Um, and, really impressive win. And then Stephenville La Vega was the other one that you took. Yeah, and La Vega, La Vega showed they are they are for real. I'll tell you what, man. For uh, a because even in a losing effort, mm-hmm. Paris impressed me. Yeah, in a losing they effort, they did. To to go to Argyle, well, well first off, La Vega dominated yeah, Stephenville for sure. Kudos to them. We thought that might happen, and they they proved it. They're they're, they're a top legit three team. It's them, Argyle, and um, and, 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 and Paris, Paris. I think. And I think Carthage now you uh, well, Carthage is Region Three, so I'm we sorry, region, oh, yeah, region yeah. Three. So we I'm get sure the Region Two, yeah. but Region Two, I think you know it, we we all thought was Argyle La Vega. Yeah, guaranteed regional final. You know. Paris and La Vega in round three? That'd that be interesting. Because Paris went to Argyle, turned the ball over seven times, and had 17 enforced penalties and lost by eight. If, now, I don't know if Paris has a clean game in them. 
Yeah. But if Paris plays a clean game, I think they've, they they can beat show, anybody. They show they, can, they they not only can they beat Argyle, they can win a state championship yeah, if absolutely. they play clean. If they play so, clean, but yes. that's that's a big it's big if. if. Um, so yeah, that's it was it was impressive. It was it was a weird week. A lot of a lot of wackiness. A lot of results that I didn't see. I mean, a lot of games are just off our radar. We we thought nothing of West Ruskin Sabine. That did not even cross my no. mind. And then you see it, and you're like, what? And and credit credit to the Cardinals. That's yeah. a big win for them. Puts them in the pl- but but I mean Sabine's a team that's that's scratching and clawing to get fourth place in that district of Mineola. Yeah, and they go and beat West. And to Rusk. go to go and and knock out all the heavy hitters in that district and then lose to to them is just it's so yeah. it's, it's strange. It's very strange. So uh, and then we lost number one and number two in three division one because Rockdale went down to Troy. Yeah. Um, so and that's a that's a decent Troy team. It's a good Troy team. Yeah, yeah. Troy is always solid. That slot they run the slot T. They're always they're a tough mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. They give Rockdale and Cameron Yo trouble in that district year in and year out, and they gave Rockdale a lot of trouble on, on Friday night. So that's our week eight review. We are now into week nine. So let's start previewing week nine. Uh, if you're a first time listener to Tap and Step, welcome. And this is when we draft our the games that we are most interested in this week. And I have won the coin flip this week, as I just determined. And I am going to go yeah. down. Your quarter fell right back there. Yeah, I know. It was over there. I am going to take a lot of prove-it games this week. There are. A lot of prove-it games. I'm going to go down to the Houston area, and I'm going to take Galena Park North Shore hosting uh, Beaumont Westbrook. So Beaumont Westbrook is a team you may not have heard a ton about. Um, they dropped, Did they drop their opener? Uh, they dropped. They lost that game to Strike early. Early, very early. Week yeah. Two, yeah. yeah. Um, but since then, they have been clubbing people, just just drubbing people all over the place. Um, they beat Bel Air in the opener, fifty-five nothing. Their signature win is probably when they beat Houston Lamar, which is which is pretty nice. But they've been just drubbing all of twenty-one six A. They've got pieces I really like. Um, I really like uh, this this quarterback, Laravian Elia, who they're mm. kind of moving all over the field. They're using him at the quarterback spot, using him other places. He's been around forever. He's yeah. been making plays for the Bruins for this mm-hmm. is his third year. He's yeah. been he's been doing big things for them for a while. Uh, Robert McGrew Jr., their running back, has been great. Um, this is a, this is a good team. This is a good team that, by the way, if you start looking at when we talk about how six A Division One Region Three is such a bear. There's a vacuum in 6A Division 2, Region 3. Yes. Uh, that you start saying, why not Westbrook? Yeah, they're among the favorites in that region. Absolutely. Yeah. But my question is, where are, do they stack up in the state? And we're, we're going to find out this week against North Shore. Because yeah. North Shore has not skipped a beat. They are... They, so they've been so dominant this They've year. been so... At like, the, like So they're number one in our computer rankings. And the reason is... A, they played a tough schedule. Like they've they've played a very tough schedule. They've beaten Katy and they've beat Westfield. And by the way, they've beaten a six and one Ridgepoint team. Yeah, like their Ridgepoint's only lost. And they and they blew. I mean, Katy Katy kept it competitive for a while. They, but they blew out. Ridgepoint they and Westfield. are blowing the doors off everyone. And so the computer likes that. The computer likes dominance. And um, I mean, they beat like they were seventy-seven point favorites last week against Baytown Sterling, and they won by sixty. Yeah, like they're doing what they need to be doing. And Zach Evans only touched the ball four times in that game. I like, mean, like they're not even like Zach Evans hasn't had ten touches in a game since like week one. So here's here's the prove it game for Westbrook. I don't even need them to go win. 
um, to be real honest, I just need them to keep it close. I need them to play a competitive game. Yeah. If they push, push them a little bit, make make North Shore at least play four quarters. Make them play four quarters. If this game is if this game is close in the fourth quarter, I'm willing to buy in on Westbrook. But for me, that is this is a huge proof of game for Westbrook. Is it just another feather in the cap for North Shore, or does Westbrook have it in them to uh, to keep this thing close, or dare I say, spring the upset? This has almost no playoff implications. Not Westbrook's really, yeah. pretty, barring some crazy result down the road, Westbrook's locked into the number one D two seed, and North Shore's locked into the number one D one seed. But this should be a lot of fun. I'm interested. I'm just interested in, in the style of this game. Yeah, I mean, I, this we don't know a lot about Westbrook yet, and I think this is going to tell us a lot yeah. about them and, and their their hopes for a deep playoff push. What is your first pick, Matthew? You know, there's a lot of great, great games in the slate this week. It's that, a good that, week. That I'm going to go down to the Rio Grande Valley, oh, where I think Hipster Matt, where I think the district title is on the line in District 32-6A. Mm-hmm. As Brownsville Hannah, a team I've seen in person. <coughs> Excuse me. That's right. Uh, saw them beat Amarillo Tascosa. Visits, another. By the way, another win that's aged well. Yes. Yeah. Visits San Benito. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Greyhounds, 4-3, and three, but 2-0 and oh in district play. Uh, San Benito is fresh off a 49-14 drubbing of Harlingen South, while Hannah on Saturday took care of Har- uh, a game Harlingen squad, but t- took care of Harlingen 44-27. Um, you know, Hannah's got playmakers all over the field. You know, Victor Campos at quarterback, Cesar Mancias at running back, and then their wide receiver kicker, whose name escapes me right now, but he's nominated for Mr. Texas Football of the Week, yeah. Player of the Week. He's been a, he's been a great. This is a balanced offense with a lot of playmakers. They have a Hannah's got a big offensive line. They're physical. They play physical on defense. They're super aggressive, um, and I, I think they've got what it takes to go on the road and, and get a win over San Benito and really take a really what, what I think is our last big step towards the district championship. Yeah, I think that you're right, and 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 you know this is a team that uh, you know district or and, and district championships matter. Big time down there. Yes, and I think that it would mean a lot for for Hannah to, to bring home a, a district championship. You know, in years that boy, I'd love to. When they didn't win a title last year, did they? No, last year San Benito won the district title yeah. last year. H- Hannah was kind of the darling of the valley mm-hmm. last year. They kind of snuck into the playoffs off the radar. I think they finished third in the district last year. Mm-hmm. Pushed Vela in the first round. This year, if they can take care of business, they're probably going to get a higher seed. Uh, and get a very winnable first round matchup and have a chance to make a little playoff. Like, yeah. This is a good. This is a really good Brownsville Hannah team. And, and San Benito's kind of been in fit, uh, got things done in fits and starts this year. One week they look great, and then they'll have a they'll have a week where you're like, wow, they they look really young. They're very young, and so they're kind of inconsistent right now. Mm-hmm. They've been pretty good the last couple of weeks, but I think Hannah's on a different level right now. And I think this is, this is a Hannah team that I think quietly is putting together. I, I think they're probably the number two team in the Valley behind Vela. Behind Vela. They, they, they played Vela and kept it close for three quarters and lost, ended up losing by 14. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think Hannah's the second best team in the Valley, and I think they proved it with a big win on Friday night in, okay. a fr- in front of what should be a big crowd in San Benito. Yeah, that'll be a big crowd. Oh, yeah. That'll be a big crowd down there in Greyhound country. That'll be fun. All right. I am going to stay south, although not quite as south. Small school Tepper's back. All right. If you want to talk me into Edna and Yoakum as the best game of the week, I'm here for it. I really think so. I think this game could be fun. Yeah. So this is going to be a physical game. Yeah. These two teams are going to beat the snot out of each other. Jerry Long, Jerry Long, and Bo Robinson. Yeah. These teams fit the personalities of their head coaches, don't they? Absolutely. They want to. These two teams are going in here looking for a fight, and the running game for Edna has been. 
really amazing. Kenny Haynes, their running back, is, is, is averaging 8.5 yards a carry. He's got 17 touchdowns on the year. Uh, they've got a number of guys. I mean, this is a team averaging 350 yards on the ground per game. Averaging yeah. 350 yards. That's what the Cowboys the do. It's, it is. I mean, every time they, you know, every time they throw, it is a trick play, basically. Well, Yoakum is. I mean, again, they take on the personality of their of their coach. And Bo Robinson is a tough son of a gun, and that guy wants to beat you up in the big offensive line. Joey Dominguez and Connor Brandt up front, uh, and this Montreal Jones has been kind of the, the, the bell cow for this team. They, two teams that are just like freight trains that are just going to keep bumping into each other, and they're going to back up a little bit, mm-hmm. and they're going to bump into each other. If you are an old-school football fan, this game is Yoakum's for you. place to be. Man, it is How good is that fun. district? Because you've got Goliad sitting there waiting. I mean, that's a, it is. a great district. It is. You've got, you know, like what's, and what's interesting is that now – They've all played – they've each played two of the all-due-respect to Hallettsville, who I actually think is, is, is not bad, no, and, and, industri- and Industrial, who's not bad. Th- those two were in other districts. They'd be playoff yeah, teams. Yeah, exactly. Sure. One of them's going to miss. Um, the, only, the only team there that's not very good is Luling. Uh, but, they, but they've all played those kind of second-tier teams, the teams at the bottom. And so they're all 2-0 in district, and now – we get three weeks yeah. of Edna, Goliad, and Yoakum playing around Robin. Yeah. The, the, I, I, going out on the limb here, the, there's going to be a District 14 3A Division One game in the previews the rest of the week, the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. Be these ready. games are too good. They're too good. Yeah. And, and, I mean, these are teams um, – I know Goliad's ranked. I know Yoakum's ranked. They're 1-2, by the way. Yes, Goliad and Yoakum are 1-2. And Edna, if they're not ranked, they're probably like 11th, aren't when they? When does Yoakum get Goliad? Is that next? That's not next week, is it? Not Possibly not. Now they close at Goliad. Oh, mm-hmm. chef's kiss! Ah, oh, so good. Um, really excited. Which means next week we get Edna and Goliad. Yeah, which, which will be that's mm, very that's choice as well. That's, that's choice. So get just get season tickets to uh, get like set your DVR for fourteen three A Division One. Like the rest of the way, mm-hmm. every game's going to be great. And by the way, the bottom of the district's fun. Bottom of that district is going to be a scrap. Yeah, with Ingleside, uh, Industrial, and, uh, and Hallsville fighting like, for that last playoff spot. Like whoever, yeah. like that's a that's a big game. Is it this week? Maybe did I make that up? When do they play? Hallsville plays Golia this week, but then oh poor poor them. They're, they're man. Hallettsville went at Edna, home to Yoakum, and now at Goliad in consecutive weeks. That's they can survive that gauntlet. They and then, well, and then next week they get Industrial yeah. biggest game. That's the playoff. That's winning in basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Anyway, Yoakum and uh, Yoakum and, and Edna is going to be a hard hitting old school game, and it's going to be great. And by the way, this will not be the last time we talk about that district. Yep. What's your second pick? All right, I'm going to Magnolia. Mm-hmm. As the mm-hmm. six and one Lufkin Panthers, four and zero in district, take on Magnolia West. Also six and one and four and zero in district. You put something in the slack that I'm going to make you put on wax now. All right, all go right. ahead. I think this is a game to watch out for upset watch for mm-hmm. Lufkin. I think Magnolia West is that good. I think John Machota, not the Dallas Morning News writer for the Covering Cowboys, but the quarterback of the Mustangs, has been unbelievable this year. Um, 344 yards of offense and six touchdowns last week. Magnolia West has scored 40 points in every game this year. Mm-hmm. Seven times they've seven times they played. They've scored set forty points all seven games. This is a flamethrower of an offense. And they're going against a Lufkin team that they they turn they, they hit the switch against College Station two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They blew out College Station, but they bookend that game with a sloppy performance against Magnolia High. They won by a, a seven, and then last week they played with their food against Tomball and won, they won thirty five twenty four. 
They turned the ball over four times in that game. Mm. Lufkin turns the ball over four times because Magnolia West are losing. They're catching an L. They're, yeah. they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna catch an L in this game. Now, can will Lufkin flip the switch and be focused for this game? Can they do it twice for the for two, second time in third week? Two, two out of three weeks because they've got to be focused against Magnolia West. Kawan Thomas has been great since he came back from his injury. The Lufkin defense, though, other than the College Station game, they've been a little shaky. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see... Are they going to hit the switch again and show us they can do it again? Because the consistency just hasn't been there. You're right. When Lufkin's good, when good Lufkin shows up, they're They're they're, the best team in the state. They are going to win their state title team. Yeah. But when Lufkin that toys around and screws around shows up, good teams can beat them. I totally agree. uh, I'm interested to see if they can do it again and hit the switch again this week against a really good, uh, underrated Magnolia West team. Totally agree. Peak Lufkin is maybe the best team in the state. But Sloppy Lufkin can lose to almost anybody, and certainly a team as good as Magnolia West. Yes. This is a, this is a two four no teams in district right now. It's an, ex- so. it's an excellent game. It's an excellent game. All right. I already took one of their games a couple weeks ago. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with another upset watch. Okay? I'm going to go way up north and way up east. Okay. As far north and east as you can go. Okay. The Battle of Texarkana. A game off the radar that maybe because one of these teams does not have a, a good schedule or a good, a good record A good right record, now. yeah. But Liberty Ilo and Pleasant Grove is a game to keep an eye on in Texarkana. They haven't played in a while, I don't think. No. They've been separate divisions. Yeah. It's been a little bit since they've played each other. But first and foremost, Liberty Ilo is better than their record indicates. Absolutely, there are two. It says I think they're two and five. Yeah, but they are. They have played a murderous <sighs> run. Yeah, Steve district. Wells, man, he, who did he make mad? Because his schedule, his non-district schedule was brutal. It is brutal. Let me see if I can pull that up. Now they played Texas High, I think. Arkansas. They played Arkansas High. They played La Vega. They played Argyle. What district are they in? That's District Seven Four A Division Two. Yeah. yeah. Let me see. Let me make sure of this. Let me pull up their schedule so I can I can I can no let me see it must be eight or is it, or six? Is it six? It's probably six because eight is like yeah you're listening to live coverage of that's yeah it's, that's like the Fairfield Lorena Mejia Waco Connolly yeah district it's the Waco Connolly district okay so here's who Liberty Ilo has played uh, they played Arkansas High okay whatever uh, Carthage Arkansas High is actually like like a five A state title yeah. contender They're in Arkansas really yeah. good yeah Carthage huh. eh. Carthage yeah. no no yeah. introduction needed. Uh, Texas High, 5A team. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, who they beat. Argyle, La Vega. Back to back weeks. Back Let's to go. Back Argyle, La Vega. Argyle, back La to Vega. Back. So they have played, by the way, in the computer rankings, they have played the number one, number three, and number four team in 4A Division One. Uh, and by the way, they're about to play the team that in 4A Division Two. That's the number one team in 4A Division Two, according to the computer. Yeah. So Liberty Isle is a lot better than the record indicates. And now the problem is they've gotten their doors blown off in a lot of those games. They have. And to me, they need to. But this is a game that they that that there's a lot of pride in this game. There's a lot of, there's oh, a lot yeah. of district. Bragg these these, these, these two schools, uh, you know, for those who don't know the dynamics of Texarkana, kind of opposite sides of the tracks mm-hmm. a little bit here. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, they're opposite sides of town. You know, they're, they're, they, these kids know each other. These communities know, are aware of each other, but they haven't played in a while. Yeah. But when they do play. It's there's a lot on the line. There's, there's a lot, lot of heat. Yeah, a lot of heat. It'll, it will be a, a chippy game, I think. Pleasant Grove's coming off of, of of a really nice run here, where they beat Pittsburgh and Gilmer after, after taking Carthage to the wire. They've played a very tough schedule, but they've come out with wins. By the way, that season opening win over at Paris, 
suddenly. Has aged pretty well. I mean, here's who they've beaten. Paris, Henderson, Atlanta. They lost to Gladewater. They beat Chapel Hill. They lost to Carthage. And then they beat Pittsburgh and Kilmer. I mean, they have, yeah. they have a really nice resume. Um, I do wonder, you know, I wonder, you know, who can get up for this game? Because I think if you're Liberty Ilo, you're looking at this game and you're saying, all right, you're probably in the playoffs. Once you beat Spring Hill last week, you're probably in the playoffs. But there's a lot of pride in this game on the line. I so, think this is a game where Liberty Ilo feels like they can reestablish themselves exactly. and put themselves on the map. Be where, this is our town. Put, put, our back, put, put ourselves back on the map. This is our town. Because forever, they were the team in, in Texarkana. Yeah. Forever. Like, even they, when... Texas High was doing okay. Like Liberty Island was the consistent winner. Liberty Island has two state titles, mm-hmm. which Texas right. High and Pleasant Grove only have one. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm really interested in Liberty Island and Pleasant Grove. If anything, because I want to see if Liberty Island can get up for this game and and kind of. I think this would be the kind of thing that if that if they win this game, people would be like, "Oh my gosh, did you see that? They lost to a team that was two and five? And we'd have to explain to them like, "Not really, not the average two and five team." All right, what's your next game? All right, I'm gonna go down to Class Three A. I'm gonna go way up to the Panhandle. Mm-hmm. Unbeaten Shallow Water visiting Bushland. Both teams two and zero in district play. Bushland's five and two. Shallow Water seven zero. Shallow Water can ball. Shallow Water. Here's here's a that Cutter Sparks and that offense has been humming along. Last six games. 47-plus points in every game. So six straight games th- scoring 47 points or more. After they beat Idaloo, I think, 21-8 to eight to open the season, they've just been blowing people's doors off. Mm-hmm. Mule Shoe's struggling, but Shallow Water, you, you, you do what you're supposed to do against a team that's struggling. You, you beat the brakes off of them. 59-9 to nine win. That offense has been just a flamethrower. Mm-hmm. you got Bushland quietly you know, you know, dropping down from 4A last year after making the regional finals. Um, real young team. Jimmy Thomas has got them playing well. They rolled past Littlefield 44-7. to uh, Carson Mitchell had a big game last week, and, and the Bushland defense is, is really playing well. Um, this game's going to come down to, I think, both offenses are really, really good. It's going to come down to which defense can make plays. Yeah. Um, it's still a young Bushland team. And this is going to be their real first big game environment at home um, against an undefeated Shallow Water team, where I think Shallow Water, is, this is their time. Mm-hmm. This is a senior-heavy ball club. They went 10-2 and two last year, went to the area playoffs, lost to Brock. This is now or never time for them, and I think their experience in big games is going to pay off really big in this matchup. I think that's an excellent pick. I'm very interested in that one. Um, and, and for a lot of the reasons that you just indicated, let's put it this way. I'm starting, I'm getting there on shallow water as like a bona fide shortlist title contender. I'm getting there. Yeah, I mean. If they go, this is that Bushland? It's in Bushland. They go on the road and they beat Bushland. Long road trip, too. Shallow, if you don't know where mm-hmm. Shallow Water is really close to Lubbock, just north mm-hmm. of Lubbock. Bushland's west of Amarillo. If they go on the road and they beat them soundly, they beat them convincingly, I, like, I'll, go, I'll, I'll, start, I'll start buying in. I'm, I'm, I'm start buying in on Shallow Water, yeah. possibly continuing with Brock. For That's that, exactly you know, right. Being a, for, for, that, for, that, for that spot at, at AT&T. So, yeah, I, I, I like that game a lot. I'm going to go from way up west... To way out east. All right. Let's talk about the Tenaha Tigers. Let's talk about the Garrison Bulldogs. This game going down in Garrison. Great two A matchup here. Excellent two A matchup here. Uh, this is this is honestly, if this game weren't weren't as good as it was, this is a hipster pick type game. Yeah. Because way off the beaten path, nobody knows where Garrison is. Barely know nobody knows where Tenaha is. Tenaha, first year under Coach Greg Jenkins. To it, moving up to 2A Division One from 2A Division Two, Taking a taking a leap. And then Garrison's a drop-down, right? 
Is that right? Did I make that up? I can't remember if they're drop down or not, but I know Tenaha's a move up. But Tenaha, um, what 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 surprised me, and spoiler alert, this this features prominently in my picks video coming out on Friday. But what surprised me most about Tenaha is how young they are. Yeah. So they dropped their opener a troop. They gave up, caught up 28 points in the fourth quarter and lost a troop in the opener, which is a bigger school than them. Um, but their quarterback Hayden Jenkins, junior. Their running back Jay Lloyd, junior. Their wide receiver Eric Smith, junior. Every one of their playmakers that they have on both sides of the ball is an underclass. What if that quarterback's related to uh, the head coach? Gotta be right, probably. What coach's kid, quarterback in Tenaha? What a shock! Sm- small town, yeah. That's a tradition continues. Um, so that's that's super interesting. Garrison Garrison's interesting in a lot of ways. They're a one man band. The name is Sebastian Porter. He's mm-hmm. a junior. This kid is their leading rusher, over 1,500 yards in the year. He's their leading tackler. He's all over the field. He is a quintessential 2A player, a terrific 2A player. This guy is a lot of fun to watch, and I think that this game is going to be super interesting. Um, can he take this game over? Defenses are going to be, it's going to be fast. Defenses fly around. Uh, I think this game is close. They've played four times in the last, like, ten years, and it's always been decided by ten points or fewer. It's probably going to be close again. I think this game's excellent. 7.30 p.m. Friday night, Bulldog Stadium and Garrison. Both of those teams are ranked in our top ten poll in 2A Division One. I, I believe that's correct. I think Garrison is number ten and Tenaha is in the 5-6 five, five, range. 5-6, yeah. So yeah. great great matchup in Deep East Texas. Really interesting. So what are you taking next? I'm going to go to Austin. We're one of the real surprise teams that no one's talking about. Undefeated team. Undefeated Hayes Consolidated Rebels, led by Les Goad, running the slot T at 6A. 6A. Taking on Austin Wesley. Like a non-inner city team running the slot T. Yeah. And doing great. I mean, Hayes. Humming. Now, granted, Hayes has not yet played Lake Travis and they play Lake, Lake Westlake this week. So we're still a little bit of an unknown, but so far the, re- the reviews are pretty good. Yeah. Um, last week, uh, Hayes took to the air a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. Xavier Martinez had a couple touchdown passes, but he also ran for three touchdowns. And they had two running backs, Quayshawn Cooper and Sam Scott, each had 100 yards rushing um, in their in their win last week. Um, but this Westlake defensive front is really, really good. They dominated Lake Travis a couple weeks ago. Um, it's going to be a real test for the slot T offense. And I'm, intri- I'm really intrigued to see how they do. Because you, you just don't see no. these large 6As running the slot T outside of Inner City or the Rio Grande Valley. And you have a team like Hayes Consolidated with the athletes to make plays um, against a good Westlake team. So c- can the scheme overcome Westlake's ability in the, in the front yeah. seven? I think that's really a fascinating – Westlake's offense is going to score points. Yes. Taylor Anderson's a great quarterback. They, they're going to do enough to score points. I want to see how Hayes does. And I don't want to see him score 21 points in the fourth quarter when the game's 49-7. to Right. I want to see how they fare when the game is, is competitive and close if they're moving the football. Against so the really elite fascin- defense. Yeah, I'm really fascinated to see – the slot T going up against yeah. an elite six A defense. Yeah, exactly. It's an elite. It's an elite six A defense that's going to that's going to test them. But you're right. The, the scheme in and of itself is an advantage, and it's kind of amazing that they've that he walked in and like immediately installed the offense, and it's like working. Yeah, because using slot T takes a year or takes, two to really get the time. hang of it. You got to get your dudes in. So yeah, I am really excited about well, that. Let's go. Probably. Is not getting enough discussion no. of the job he's done he's so the team, far. He's in the he's in the coach of the year conversation. He's been great. Um, all right. My final pick. Gonna go back. Did I take a game there? I'm gonna go. Man, I'm South Texas heavy. 
I don't think I have anything north of like. Nah, I have Liberty, Liberty. I love Pleasant Grove. Yeah, we love we love South Texas. Dave Campbell's Texas. Well, I am a real Grand Valley and South Texas stand. I am. Well, this is Southish Texas. I'm sure South Texan fans are going to say, hey, "San Antonio's not bad," but Kerrville, Tybee, and Alamo Heights has my attention. This is a district title game, basically. Yes. Two old rivals. They pl- they played almost every year for as long as I Forever. can remember. Ever. And typically when they play, a lot of times the district title's on the line. It is. This is a big-time matchup. And both teams, it's good to see both these teams back. They've had ups and downs, and I'm not really sure. I would need to go back and find the last time that they met with, like, like with, with maybe a combined two losses, like this late in the year. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, like, they're both back. Both 6-1, 4-0 in district play. Yes. Um, Tyvee's got the quarterback in Kate, uh, Carson Valverde. He's been great. Um, he's, he's been excellent. Uh, Alamo Heights is just, they're solid. They're, they're solid. really balanced. They're super balanced. They're very sound defensively. They don't make mistakes. They make you beat them. And as a result, that's what I think makes this super interesting. Um, this is I'm I'm very interested to see the higher the score here, the more it favors Tyvee. Yeah, I think Tyvee wants to get this into a track. They want to, they want to get this into a shootout. Yeah. And if this gets into a shootout, Alamo Heights is probably not going to be able to keep up. But this game is super fascinating happening in Alamo Heights. Um, Mules and Antlers also an excellent ma- mascot. That's a matchup. great matchup mascot matchup. It really is. Um, district title on the line again. Very exciting about it and and playoff seating. And playoff team because it's 5A. So. Yeah, 5A Division two. These two, you know, get, the winner gets the one seed probably. I mean, Medina Valley is in the mix yeah. too, but I mean, the winner the winner is going to get a much better uh, yeah. seed. Yeah, this is a huge, huge game. Very interested. I, I, I figures to be a one-score game. I think it's a one-score type game, uh, but the higher the score, the more it favors Tyvee. Alamo Heights probably has the more explosive or the better defense. Yeah. Uh, so uh, keep an eye on that one in San Antonio. What is your final pick of the evening? All right. Well, we talked about this game out in the bullpen earlier. I'm going out to East Texas. This is a game I was going to take, but I've already taken one of these teams. So, I so don't I'm going to go uh, Atlanta, who's 4-4, four and four, but all of a sudden they're playing like the Atlanta team we thought we would see in the regular early before the season started. 4-0 in district, visiting. 7-0 and 3-0 and Jefferson mm-hmm. in a game that probably is going to decide the district championship. Yep. Uh, both teams' last game was against Mount Vernon. Uh, Jefferson played Mount Vernon two weeks ago, beating 20-14. And Atlanta last week, whew, 41-22 over Mount Vernon in a game that probably wasn't that close. That's an eye-opener. Uh, Andrew Samples, the quarterback, had a huge night, four total touchdowns. That was clearly their best best game of the year. Oh, yeah. And, and I think they're going to need that and then some to go into Jefferson and take down Antoine Jimerson's ball club. Yeah, I think you're right. And now I'm telling you, like, this is this is something we were talking about. That I, You know, we have been... We've you, been sold, you sold your stock in Atlanta, didn't you? I did. You, you sold your I, stock. I just said, you know what, I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm just not sure it's going to happen. But now... Like, if they, they go, they beat Jefferson in Jefferson, eat a little Riverport barbecue beforehand, I'm back in. I'm back in. But um, they played a tough schedule, no doubt about it. Brutal schedule. But, they, but, but last week's as close as we've come to seeing a signature win from them. That was, yeah, and yeah. if they can do it again this week, I'm right back in it. Yeah. I'm right back in Remember it. Remember when Atlanta was 0-3, we were talking in a Slack chat, and I said the last time Atlanta won state, 
they started out kind of like this. They were like mm-hmm. one in three, mm-hmm. one in four, and they won like twelve in a row mm-hmm. and won the state title. Um, this kind of if, if Atlanta gets this win, I think we start to look at this Atlanta team in that same vein. I think so too. That this is a team that that can yeah. rattle off twelve straight after losing four in a row, which would be a, a great story. Mm-hmm. But when you look at that schedule and look at what Atlanta has done, I think a win over Jefferson. You know, you get back to back. You know, a convincing win over Mount Vernon and then a road win at unbeaten Jefferson. I think Atlanta immediately vaults into that conversation as a title contender uh, in 3A Division One. I. I think you're right. I think this game is, is very interesting. I think that uh, that's, a, that's a very good pick. Super fascinating to see this game because I want to see if, it, if Atlanta's got the ship righted. Yeah, if they've got the ship righted and, and I things are Because I think we clicking, know what Jefferson is. I think we know how good Jefferson is. If, if things are clicking, things are going to be... you've seen Jefferson in person. Yes, you know I how have. good they are. They've got dudes. Yeah. They've got dudes. So, yes. So that... Is the draft I got? Um, let's see. Let me write that in. You got Jefferson and Atlanta. I got North Shore, Westbrook, Edna Yoakum, Liberty Ilo, Pleasant Grove, Garrison, Tenahaw, and Kerrville, Tyvee, Alamo Heights. You have Brownsville, Hannah, San Benito, Lufkin, Magnolia West, Shallow Water, Bushland, Buta Hayes, and Westlake, and Jefferson, Atlanta. Your hipster game of the week. Now we didn't cover a single DFW game. It's not a great week in the Metroplex this week. Surely not. Uh, so, um, all, all the good games are. Um, I can Timberview, work, Lancaster. Like, Timberview, Lancaster is interesting. I think Cedar Hill, South Grand Prairie is interesting. Yeah. Uh, if you squint. Um, Argyle, Melissa. Argyle, Melissa. That's a game that probably should have been picked, but I also think that I think there's a fair chance that Argyle got a wake up call last week against Melissa. Yeah. Um, I think there's a fair chance of that. So, um, yeah, it's an okay week, but it's nothing special. Yeah. Yeah. No. No Metroplex games. We're so we're such we we're such DFW haters. We just yeah. As our office is in the right in the middle of DFW. We're DFW haters. All right, Max or Max. Oh my gosh, Matthew. Oh. Your hipster game Why of the would week. Be smirch Max's name. Sorry, like I that. know. Well, he is abandoning us. All right, my hipster game of the week. I don't think it's a perfect hipster game. I'm going out of Houston. Man, I'm staying outside DFW again. Langham Creek against Cy Lakes. Huh? You I'm have Langham Creek. So this game is probably straight up for a playoff spot at this point. Mm-hmm. And for Cy Lakes, this would be huge. This is a Cy Lakes program that's never won more than two games in a single year. Mm-hmm. And they're three and three in district. I think they've won four. I think I believe they're four and four on the year, if not. Three and five, but they're three and three in district. They they want they beat Brian a couple of weeks ago three to, three to nothing in that famous game. They're playing a Langham Creek team that started out the year zero and four, mm-hmm. and we were wondering Langham Creek. If you remember, went to the regional final last year. They were eleven and two last year. Their two losses last year were both to Cy Fair. It's a good team that had a lot coming. Chris Heron, the quarterback, was back. Had a huge junior season. He was back. A lot of hopes were high. Langham Creek just didn't didn't click all year. Mm-hmm. Coach Todd Thompson, a couple three weeks ago, makes makes the decision to take Chris Heron, move him from quarterback to slot receiver, and Langham Creek's taken off since then. And the, the Lobos are playing great football. They've won three in a row. They're looking looking pretty good. They got a big win um, a couple weeks ago over Tomball Memorial to get themselves right back in the playoff mix. I think this game against Cy Lakes is for that final playoff spot. So I'm really interested to see if Langham Creek can keep it going. But if Cy Lakes wins, all of a sudden now they're on the cusp of their first ever playoff appearance in school history. Which would be a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, that's the kind of hipster game we're looking for now this time of year. These, these games that are off the radar. But I love these kind of games that are, that are, that are for third or fourth place in districts because play, they're, 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 they're pseudo playoff games. There's a sense point. of urgency in those games. Yeah. You get two teams that are fighting for that last playoff spot, and it has a playoff type feel to it. I like it. I like it. Now, I'm going to out-hipster you. Uh-oh. Because we are going to go to the place where hipsters love to talk about high school football. 
We're going out to El Paso. Okay. Okay. May I interest you in what is, in my mind, the one five A Division One title game between El Paso Eastwood and El Paso Chapin. Eastwood got a big win last week over Del Valle. That's a huge win. And I've seen Eastwood in person. They played. They came to the Dallas and played mm-hmm. Plano in that insane game. Man, uh, the Troopers are. What Julio Lopez is doing out there is really impressive. Um, like I and and I remember I may have told this story on this on this before, uh, on this this these airways before. But I remember he brought his kids to DFW for a seven on seven tournament a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Yeah, and I we did an interview with him, and I just told him I was like I literally asked him like What are you doing here on the air? And he basically said like Look, if we're going to get where we want to go, we've got to be able to challenge. Teams that are that we think are, that that are going to be com- competing for title games, uh, and and Christian Castaneda, their quarterback, he's really good. Has, he's a gamer. Is special. He's and just a junior, I believe. Yeah, that kid is really really good. Well, now they're going up against the Chapin team. That uh, this team, uh, they, they want to keep the score low. This is a defense first team. They, Huskies blew the doors off Eastlake last week. Yeah, they did, and that got them right back in this mix. Uh, they've got Christian McKeever, who's like the the playmaker. He's yeah. the guy that that. You got to keep an eye on every you know every time they touch the ball, but but make no mistake, they want to keep this score low. They do yeah. not want to get in a shootout with Eastwood. Yeah, Chapin's a, a physical, aggressive defense. They're, they're, you know, Chapin's got a lot of military mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're one of only two high schools that are located on a military installation in the mm-hmm. state of Texas. A lot of their kids come from military backgrounds. They play a tough, physical brand of football. And it'll be really interesting to see the matchup against Eastwood because Eastwood is a little more spread, a little more high-flying. They want to kind of sling the ball around. So, so this game's at Eastwood. Um, so at um, Trooper Stadium, Trooper Stadium yeah. I think it is. Let's make sure I get that right. Wood. I'm going to look up for, from Texas Bob and see. Yeah, Trooper Stadium. Um, oh, yeah, I know the stadium. This is nice. This is a really it's, nice it's stadium. It's right those, in the middle of those neighborhoods. Yeah, it's right in the middle of it. I've been there. It's right in, and, and there's really no – almost all the bleachers are on one side. There's, yeah. there's only a small visitor section. This is, this is probably for the district title, especially after Del Valle's loss last week. Uh, to Eastwood, and and I'm very interested in seeing. You know, there's one guy that can take over the game for Chapin. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be up to their defense to win this game. Uh, Computer likes Eastwood by 12. I think it's probably within 10 points. But I think this is I think this is a fun game. And, oh yeah, and, if you're in El Paso, I think you, you, this is the game tied to a game tied to a team. Go watch that. It's Friday a fun night. Game, yeah. It's Friday night game. It should be a lot of fun out there. So that is my hipster game of the week. Um, Matthew, where are you heading this week? All right. My schedule this week. So I had a light schedule last week, Greg. I only, I only went to three games. Yeah. Sorry, uh, man. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, T's and P's. Uh, Thursday night, I will be up in Frisco to watch the Dennis and Yellow Jackets, who got a big win over they, Frisco. They sure did. Chad Rogers' squad of the big win. They're taking on, they, they'll be heavy favorites against Frisco. They're, they're playing Frisco Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be heavy favorites, but I want to get my eyes on Dennison. Uh, and, and see the Yellow Jackets, uh, they, who are right in the middle of the playoff hunt in se- District, uh, I believe that's 7-5A Division Two. Sounds right. Um, Friday night, I'm going to get eyes on another 5A uh, Division Two team, the Kaufman Lions, who are putting together a great year under Jeremy Burleson. They're hosting Royce City. Royce City is still in the playoff mix in that in 8-4A, 8-5A Division Two. Uh, the Bulldogs are, I believe, 2-2 two and two in district play, while Royce City's 3-1. and one. Uh, their only loss is, of course, Canna. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good matchup there. I want to see Kaufman. Uh, seen him in 7-on-7. Seven seven. They really impressed me. I think they're kind of a sleeper in 5A uh, Region 2, Division 2. Uh, Saturday morning, my early game is down in Cyprus 
as mm-hmm. Cy Woods, who is, I uh, believe, 6-2 and two on the year, or 5-2 and two on the year. They're 5-1 and one in district. Yes, they are. Taking on Cy Ranch. Undefeated Cy Ranch. My second time seeing Cy Ranch in the last three weeks. District title game. I think this game is for the district mm-hmm. title in District 14, uh, 6A. Uh, so Cy Ranch can, you know, really impressed me a couple weeks ago against Cy Springs. And, no, never mind. If Langham Creek gets in, then... Yeah, I think Langham Creek and... Yeah, Langham Creek... If are, Langham Creek and Cy Woods get in, Cy Ranch goes D2. Yeah. Right now we have, we have Cy Ranch projected they D2. Could, so. They could... Is there a way they could go to D1? If Cy Lakes gets in? No. Cy Lakes yes. is bigger than Cy Ranch, aren't they? Um, yeah, yeah. Silent Lakes is bigger than Cy Ranch. Yeah, uh, they okay. would need Brian to get in. Yeah, I think Bridgeland. I think Bridgeland pulled a lot from Cy Ranch yeah. when Bridgeland Open. But um, yeah. Cy Ranch, I saw them two weeks ago, and they blew out Cy Springs. But Cy Springs is not yeah, a great team. A struggling team. This is going to be a real good test for me to see Cy Ranch in person against a really good Cy Woods team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Saturday night, I will be in Pasadena mm-hmm. for a game that I think could be. Have fourth place on the line in district. Uh, is it twenty three six A or twenty two six A? The Pasadena district mm-hmm. with Umble, pa- Umble and Pasadena. Yeah, uh, South Houston twenty two six A. South Houston got that great start five and zero, first time since nineteen seventy six. Taking on Pasadena Memorial game they got to have. Yeah, if, I mean, if South Houston's going to hang in this play in, the, yes. in this playoff hunt, I think the last playoff spot's going to come down to South Houston, Dobie, and Memorial. Those three Pasadena ISD Probably schools. Right. So Memorial, for both of these teams, neither team can afford a loss no. in this game. So the winner, I think, is still alive for that fourth playoff spot. Loser's probably done. So it's going to have kind of that playoff-type atmosphere. Intra-city game in Pasadena should be a lot of fun. Yeah, that should be good. That's, that's, a, that's a fun week. A fun week. Going down here, taking, taking Southwest down to Houston? Absolutely. Thanks for the drink coupons. Yes. Well, we, that, that's great. My Houston. father-in-law also enjoys the drink coupons. Well, he, likes, well, he likes pretending that he's Matt Stab. You know, hey. It, there's worse things, I guess, that could be happening. Yeah, for, you know, it is. getting free drinks. But yeah, I'm looking forward to. Should, I'm in Houston. Back, to, I'll be back in Houston next week. So, are there any good DFW Thursday night games I should go to? Uh, I think South Lake's playing Keller Central. Keller Central's not terrible. They're kind of in that borderline. Yes, I go see South Lake, but I kind of know that. I feel like I know South Lake. Like I feel like I know what I've got. With I want to say Little Elms playing. Uh, um, there's a Thursday night game at the Star. And I think it's Star. Little Elm and, and Independence, and, and that's a Little Elm. That's an Indi- elimination game. Little Elm, Independence, Centennial, and Wakeland mm-hmm. are all kind of fighting because you got the top of that district. You've got you got the Colony and Lone Star. That's at the Star. I'm pretty sure it's Thursday night at the Star. Boy, I can t- I can definitely talk because Thursday, Thursday I, my Thursday game is at to- mm-hmm. Toyota. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that field at Toyota. The, the, uh, the soccer did, field looked great. I mean, that was so weird when they were showing the uh, the colony, uh, which a game. By the way, a game we didn't talk about. The colony win over. If you haven't or, if you haven't seen the colonies, go go check out that hook and ladder play. This uh, Brian Murphy's Twitter is what you need to go yeah. to. Brian with a Y. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, Denison and, and Memorial are at Toyota. So I'm pretty sure Little Elm and Independence are Thursday at the Star. Yeah, and those there's Little Elm, Independence, Centennial, Wakeland. Four teams basically fighting for two playoff spots because I think Lone Star and the Colony are. Basically, in at this point. I wonder if I, wonder if I can talk Tep Wife into thinking that the date. Should be you know, take her to Connie Rosa. Connie Rosa beforehand. Mm-hmm. She is, but she's like turbo pregnant right now. Mm. Like real, real pregnant. She's super pregnant. Super at the pregnant. Yeah, she's at the eight, eight months. She's like, like we're six weeks out. December second yeah. when this yeah. kid comes. Yeah. So, which again, good planning by us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll but see. I don't know. She might what she might opt for literally anything that requ- that has me laying down instead. Yeah. So I'm well, not real sure. 
Might be convince teaser with the Connie Rosso. Uh, she's down. She's down for pizza. That's for sure. All right, that's going to do it for this week at Tap and Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football love Insider. You. We love you very much. Um, Get out to a high school football. Yes, game. Yes, go to a high school football game this week. Or two. Sp- support the brand. Um, and yeah, that's going to do it. Tell for your us. friends about Tap and Step. Yes, please tell your friends. Put up a put up a billboard. Take one of those. I've always wanted to, to have somebody um, fly one of those banners behind a biplane. Ooh, hashtag Tap and Step. Hashtag Tap and Step. Yeah, Get it I'll trending, like it. folks. Uh, Step, thank you for your courage. Thank you, sir. We'll see you next week on Top of Step. Mm-hmm.